Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. You know, his story reminded me of, of my honeymoon. Uh, we had some, yeah. No, I didn't walk on water during our honeymoon. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if you remember your honeymoon. Well, I'm sure you do, but uh, I certainly didn't walk on water during mine. How about you? Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse. That was Pastor Leighton Sheely. He is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, a pastor with a great sense of humor and a passion for studying the Word of God. He's been taking us through the book of John, and we will continue in that book today. You can find us on the web at highlands.us. We're supported in part by listeners just like yourself, and you can give safely on the website. All the details are right there, highlands.us. We've made our way through the first five chapters of the book of John, and Pastor Layton gives us just a bit of a review as we continue on. Then, when we were together last, we looked at chapter 6, in which Jesus miraculously feeds 5,000 men plus women and children, probably fifteen to 20,000 people in all, uh, by multiplying the lunch of one little lad, uh, five little biscuits, and two fish. Now, uh, there are many that look like they are believers, but if you uh, investigate them at closer look, it's not, it's not, they aren't what they claim to be. The Scriptures describe them in various ways. For instance, the Scripture uh, describes them as tares among wheat. It's very hard to distinguish a tear from a wheat. They look very much alike. And Jesus told the parable of tares being sown among the wheat, and then on the day of harvest, the final harvest, they would be separated. And uh, there are some people who believe that they're on their way to heaven, that they're wheat, when actually they're tares and they're on their way to hell. And because of the danger of being deceived and self-deceived, the Bible stresses the cost of being a true disciple of Jesus Christ. We're in chapter 6, verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind, because a strong wind was blowing. And when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus coming on the water and on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Now the story is highly compressed here in the Gospel of John. Remember that John, John's Gospel was written many decades after the other Gospels. It's also found in Mark chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 14. Let's, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14 because Matthew provides us some additional information. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. This is after the feeding of the 5,000. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. 
Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. So Matthew's version includes Peter's effort at also walking on the water, the fact that he got distracted and got wet, and uh, Jesus it shows Jesus' willingness to save him and his ability to save him. It should, it's often pointed out as an example of someone who starts and uh, loses faith, but actually, when you think about it, Peter was the only one who had the courage to get out of the boat at all. So that should, uh, that should encourage us to, occasionally, we need to get out of the boat. Well, Jesus dismissed the crowd, and he sent his disciples away. In fact, the scriptures seem to indicate he sent his disciples away first. And uh, some of the scholars suggest that it might have been because he was concerned that his disciples might get caught up in the enthusiasm of the moment. I mean, after all, he had taught them in the Lord's Prayer to pray for God's kingdom to come. And maybe they might have thought that since this crowd that day was so excited about making Jesus king, that that was the time that God's kingdom was to be established. And they might have been swept up in the artificial enthusiasm. But Jesus sent them away, and then he sent away the crowds. Now, according to the Gospel of Mark, their initial destination was Bethsaida. So when evening came, the disciples went down to the sea, and after getting into the boat, they started across the sea to Capernaum. Um, now, evening here refers to the, uh, the second evening. It's literally between, between two evenings, that is, between sunset and dark. And evidently, they waited on the seashore at Bethsaida until it became dark. And then when Jesus had not yet come to them, they got in the boat and continued the journey, thinking that Jesus was going to meet them uh, in Capernaum. Now, the Sea of Galilee lies over 700 feet, uh, around 700 feet below sea level. And the mountains around the Sea of Galilee rise up to 2,000 feet above sea level. So there's almost 2,700 feet uh, of mountains that come down into the Sea of Galilee. And oftentimes what will happen is cold winds will come tumbling down those mountains and gain speed as they're doing so and will hit the top of the surface of the Sea of Galilee and churn it up. In fact, when we were there uh, last summer, we got a chance to see uh, the sea churned up a little bit. We saw whitecaps all the way across. So even though it's a small lake, it can be a very dangerous place uh, for small boats because those squalls can happen uh, very, very fast. When we were there with our uh, educational tour in summer of 2013, um, our guide showed us a hotel that had been through one of those storms. They had pictures of it, and uh, the waves were breaking the windows and crashing into the second floor. So the waves 
had gone up the beach, past the breakwater, above the lobby, and was breaking into and uh, into, the, into the second floor. Um, he showed us that there were very few harbors, ancient harbors, along the western shore of the Sea of Galilee because uh, the storms swept against them so hard, it was hard to maintain those harbors, and so very few harbors were built. So they were caught in one of these sudden squalls. Uh, John recalled that the sea began to be stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. The little boat that they were in was pushed a long distance from land, according to Matthew, and was in the middle of the sea, according to Mark. And the disciples were straining at the oars, according to Mark. You know, his story reminded me of of my honeymoon. Uh, We had some, yeah. No, I didn't walk on water during our honeymoon. Some friends of ours had uh, loaned us their uh, cabin up at, I think it was Clear Lake, and uh, there was a rowboat. And so one of the days I wanted to take my new wife uh, out, and, and so she grabbed the book, and I grabbed the book, and I grabbed the oars and started huffing and puffing. And there was a wind out that day, and about 45 minutes later, I'm exhausted, but we got out, and I picked up my book. And I didn't get very far in the book because what I had accomplished in 45 minutes of huffing and puffing was countered by the wind in about 15 minutes. We were back at shore. So it can very impede progress very, very much. Well, these disciples, many of whom had been professional fishermen, um, had been rowing almost all night. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. They'd been rowing for over six hours, and they'd only rowed about three or four miles. Now, it's literally about 25 or 30 stadia. Stadia is 600 feet. If you have a a translation that uses the word furlong, uh, furlong is an English measurement, so they're they're translating it into it. But these were seven of the, about seven of the disciples were professional uh, fishermen. They were, this was their lake. They were totally familiar with this lake and familiar with these kinds of storms. Now, Jesus was alone. He was on the mountain. He was praying, and the Spirit revealed to him that his disciples were in trouble, and so he went and, uh, uh, went towards them walking on the water, and as the disciples saw him, they didn't recognize him at first, and so they were very afraid. They cried out in terror, it's a ghost. Verse 20, but he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at land to which they were going. So as it would be expected, they responded in terror, because there was really no natural explanation for what was taking place here. Now there have been some skeptics who have suggested that actually this boat was closer to the shore uh, than the disciples thought. That somehow or other these seasoned fishermen had mistakenly uh, thought they were in the middle of the Sea of Galilee when actually they were bumping up against the shore. And Jesus was walking along the shore and stepped off the shore into the boat. That's what's the extent to which some skeptics will go to explain away uh, the miracles of Jesus. But that doesn't explain how Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water uh, to get to Jesus and, and, and so forth. Now, this was not just a, a frivolous magic trick that Jesus performed here. He, by suspending the law of gravity, he proved that he was the creator and the controller of the universe. Now, some people have observed this actually involves more than one miracle, Jesus walking on water, because Peter also walked on water. That was a miracle, although for a short period of time. 
that the wind immediately stopped when Jesus got into the boat. That was uh, perhaps another miracle. And, and finally, that the, the boat was immediately or suddenly back at the land to which they were going, and that may have also been a miracle. So there might have been as many as four miracles that all took place here all at the same time. And when that happened, Matthew tells us that those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's Son. They worshipped Jesus Christ as the Son of God. They, they responded to Jesus as true disciples do. You know, one of the pluses that I have being involved with this broadcast is that I get to hear this content many times, repeatedly. And I say that not because I am a part of the program, but because I am blessed by the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. And if you're new, you can find out all about us when you go to the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for being with us today. If you'd like to come alongside of Study Verse by Verse as a financial partner, help us pay the bills and stay on the air. You can do that when you go to that website safely. That's highlands.us. Just click on the Donate button on the homepage. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll wrap up the week and continue our study in the book of John, verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.